0: Last Sunday, Dr. Anthony Fauci, you guys know how much I like him, Father Fauci, the high priest of the Branch cavidians defended the idea that face masks work to protect people from the Rona while also responding to a recent study that some have used to cite their opposition for them as well as some mask mandates as they are returning in parts of the country. Today, I'm going to spend just a little bit of time talking about spiritual abuse government overreach and mandates and how the government used church leaders to propel us into an era of fear. Stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. Well, welcome to the Heidi St. John podcast. You guys have found me at my little corner of the internet. This is the Off the Bench podcast, and I'm thrilled that you're joining me today. Uh, Because I'm going to talk about something that's a little bit controversial. Surprise, surprise. I know you guys are shocked by that. Uh, I've been getting a lot of questions here at the show, again, about mask mandates and vaccine mandates. And while at the same time we are seeing now the courts begin to overturn these illegal, unconstitutional, illogical, ridiculous mandates we're seeing other parts of the country try to reinstate them, starting with mask mandates. And so, of course, they're going to bring out Father Fauci, the high priest of the branch Covidians, and see what he has to say. When asked by ABC News this week if masks could be less effective in combating the Rona, Father Fauci said some of the studies are confusing. The study that recently has been now quoted and a lot Uh, quoted a lot and causing a lot of confusion is a Cochrane study, which even the people who run the Cochrane study say that the study could be misleading because people have commented that the study is saying absolutely they don't work, which is absolutely not the case. There are numbers of studies showing that masks do work. Father Fauci, of course, having to run circles around himself because everything that the government told us to do was garbage. And instead of helping the country. They hurt the country. And I want to take us back today because we're going back quite a bit this week, right? This is the anniversary, of course, of 9-11. And uh, I remember where I was on 9-11. There are things that happen in this country, 9-11, one of them, that we will always look back on and say, I remember where I was when. I remember where I was when the lockdowns began. I was actually at uh, my friend, Pastor Rob McCoy's church in Thousand Oaks, California. I was there for my women's conference, Faith That Speaks, when the lockdowns were announced. And I remember just watching, you know, I was at the Los Angeles airport and I was watching with just sort of fascination, people putting masks on and you could tell that people were afraid. You could feel this sort of spirit of fear that was descending over the nation. And because we've never been here before, because we don't know uh, we 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 didn't have any frame of reference for this. We didn't know how to respond to. It. We didn't know if what we're hearing was true. We didn't know if we were going to be seeing, you know, people in uh, body bags out on the side of the street. We didn't know if people were going to be dropping dead in the grocery store. And the rumors were flying, and the the advice we were getting, was mixed advice. One person would say one thing, another person would say another thing. And so people began to sort of bubble to the surface as experts. And I put the word experts in air quotes because it has been since learned that these so-called experts, many of them just charlatans and people who were making a whole heck of a lot of money, including Father Fauci, off of the pandemic off of the sale of vaccines and off of all, all manner of, of uh, things that were related to vaccines. Well, I saw an article uh, several, several weeks ago. And I started to research because I thought, man, if this is true, the church should be talking about this. And there is a woman and her name, and I'm going to quote from, a, in fact, I'll link back to it because I'd love for you guys to read it for yourself. Uh, Megan Basham who writes for the Daily Wire. She's, I, I've since done a little bit of research on her too. She's a prolific journalist. And she wrote an article that was sent to me by a friend called, How Church Leaders Aligned with Fauci to Discredit Experts Opposed to COVID Mandates. And as I, it's a very long article. I don't have time to go through the whole thing today, and I'm gonna give you just some of the highlights. But as I'm reading what she is saying, she's basically highlighting what I tried to highlight when I showed you what Biologos was doing. You guys remember when I did a show on that, when Biologos listed their, um, they put out a statement that basically said that they believed that Christians should uh, sign this statement of faith. They tried to get faith leaders, and some of them actually signed it. Some, uh, Philip Yancey comes to mind, signed the Bo- Biologos statement on a pandemic response, basically saying, if you love Jesus, you'll get a shot. If you love Jesus, you'll stay home. If you love Jesus, you won't uh, won't question authority at all, citing Romans 13 erroneously, by the way. And as we see these issues come up again, and I think there's going to be a whole lot of pushback. I, I actually don't believe, I mean, I'm seeing people Clearly, and you can read it. You know, in the news, and there are newspaper articles that are abounding. But then the news loves panic and they love fear, and so of course they're going to say the mask mandates are back. You know, the vaccine mandates are back because that sells papers and that gets clicks on the internet. And we have to have discernment. I'm gonna. I, I want to talk about BioLogos again because of the connection they have to the NIH, which of course has a massive connection to Father Fauci. But first, John chapter four, verse one says, beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world, right? We're being warned in scripture that we don't just listen to people for the sake of listening. We have to test what we hear. How do you test what you hear? You hold it up against the authority of scripture. You hold it up To reason, the Bible says that wisdom is found in the counsel of many, and so we need to be testing things. Uh, I find it so funny that we've talked for years now, you know, trust the science, trust the science. Well, the same people that will tell you to trust the science are telling you that men can breastfeed and women can become men. This has nothing to do with science. It has everything to do with control and deceit. In Hebrews chapter 5, verse 14, it says, solid food is for the mature, but those who have their powers of discernment trained by constant practice can distinguish good from evil. In other words, discernment, remember you guys have heard me say this before, Spurgeon said, discernment's not knowing the difference between right and wrong, it's knowing the difference between right and almost right. And that's where we have messed up so badly. And now we can't even tell the difference between right and wrong because we decided that discernment wasn't necessary, but it is necessary. And the Bible tells us how to get it. We train ourselves to distinguish good from evil through the constant taking in of the Word of God and through asking the Lord to help us through doing our homework, through listening to other people and then going, I'm not going to believe everything I hear. Whether it's the masks are bad or the masks are not bad or whatever it is, we've got to do better at discernment. And you guys have heard me say many times over the years, probably hundreds of times over the last eight years that I've done this show, we've got to stop yielding to the spirit of fear. Fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. And God doesn't want us living like sheep who are always afraid. Romans 12, verse 2, don't be conformed to the world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. By the renewing of your mind, that by testing, there's that word again, that by testing, you may discern, right? What is the will of God? What is good, acceptable, and perfect? In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 9, Solomon, realizing that he doesn't have what it takes to lead the people, having watched his father totally blow it, comes to God and says, Therefore, give your servant an understanding mind to govern your people so that I might discern between good and evil for who is able to govern your great people. He recognized, I can't make a decision unless I hear from the Lord. And men and women, that's where we are right now. As I was reading this article, I started researching some of these names that I've heard, you know, quite a bit. But I didn't understand the connection that they had between Christianity, the Biden administration, the church, and say the CDC or the NIH, the National Institute of Health. But Megan Basham opens up her article saying, In late February of 2022, Dr. J. Bhattacharya, professor of medicine at Stanford, delivered a sermon to a Silicon Valley Church on the theme of clean and unclean. As he spoke of Christ's revolutionary compassion in physically touching leopards and other diseased outcasts of the ancient world, he paused to reflect on how our society, in which 64% of the, prof- of the population professes to follow Jesus, conducted itself over the last two years. I started receiving emails almost immediately after the pandemic started from doctors and nurses asking me, is it okay to hug my wife? Is it all right to hug my husband? But Acharya shared from the metal music stand serving as his pulpit, because they worked in the hospital, they were unclean. Your COVID patients, they were unclean. He described seeing pedestrians swerve wide to avoid an unmasked person on a sidewalk, though it was known early on that coronavirus is very unlikely to spread outdoors. Then he asked the congregation, when someone comes down with COVID, what's the first question we all asked? Where did you get it? Who gave it to you? We treat contracting the virus as a sin, as punishment for not being careful enough, for not doing all the right things. The point was clear. Throughout the pandemic, Americans treated one another as if they were unclean. And I watched this happen with a great degree of frustration and anger. At the way that we treated each other, I told you guys I got yelled at one time in a grocery store because I didn't go the right direction with the arrows were pointing. You know, there were the arrows in the grocery store. You know, you can only walk this direction if you want to go down the mustard aisle. And if you're looking for pickles, you got to walk the other direction. He's ridiculous. Dr. Bhattacharya has spoken out against mask and vaccine mandates, has called for more serious attention to vaccine injuries and risk but few are aware of the religious convictions that also help frame his scientific outlook. Born to a Hindu family in India, he became a Christian at the age of 18 after arriving in the United States for college. He's been a member of First Presbyterian Church in Mountain View, California, where he served as a deacon and an elder for over 27 years. Perhaps if they'd known this, fewer prominent evangelical pastors, theologians, and seminary heads would have been so willing to follow the lead of another famous scientist and Christian, former NIH director Francis Collins who labeled butacharia's medical opinion as fringe and conspiracy theories from the beginning of the pandemic Collins leveraged his relationships with church leaders like Rick Warren the author of The Purpose Driven Life and the pastor of Saddleback Church and apologist Tim Keller to convince Christians across the nation that submitting to lockdowns and mandates was a matter of obedience to God. And this is where my frustration really peaked uh, in terms of how I saw the church responding to this. I read to you guys the statement uh, that BioLogo sent out. In fact, I did an entire show on it because it was unconscionable to me. The statement called Love Your Neighbor, Get the Shot. This is from BioLogos, which, by the way, uh, the guys who started BioLogos, these are, um, uh, they're theistic evolutionists. I think that's something that's really important to know. Most people don't know that about Tim Keller either. Tim Keller, also a theistic evolutionist, meaning they don't believe the Bible when the Bible says that God created the world in seven literal days. When God says something in his word, we should believe him. But when we can't believe him, when our faith is so small and we just cannot believe that God can maybe do those things or when we have to feel like we really just have to uh, line up with the so-called science. Remember, these are the same people that can tell you that men can chest feed and that women can become men if they want to be, or men can become women. These are the same types of minds that would tell you that God could not possibly have created the world in seven days, even though that's what God said he did. Well, six days, actually, because he rested on the seventh day, which we could all learn from that. But Francis Collins has his PhD. Brilliant guy, by the way. Early on in his scientific career, he discovered the gene for cystic fibrosis. So the guy is very, very smart. One of the world's leading scientists and geneticists. He is the founder of BioLogos, but also he was the director for the NIH. Are you starting to see the connection here? And they went to church leaders, NIH did, right? I mean, look up Father Fauci and his connection to the NIH. The spiritual abuse, the overreach, the hubris of these people who claim the name of Jesus during the pandemic should never be forgotten. It should never be forgotten. Francis Collins stepped down as the director of the NIH on December 19th, 2021,
1: after more than 12 years at the helm. And
0: the more I read about these things, and, and you guys saw me uh, you know, react to this, obviously, during uh, COVID, but the statement on uh, BioLogos was deeply concerning to me because they went around to other well-known Christians and they basically tried to manipulate other Christians into signing this statement. I don't have time to read the whole thing. I'll link back to it in the show notes. Remember, this is a couple of years old. I've already done an entire podcast on it, so I'm not gonna belabor the point today. But they end their statement by saying, therefore, because of our faith in Jesus, we'll wear a mask, we'll get vaccinated. Because of our faith in Jesus, We'll correct misinformation, which I find amusing coming from these guys, right? And we'll work for justice. And then they quoted scriptures, wildly out of context. You guys have heard me say, you know, dozens of times here, context is king when you're talking about scripture, but didn't matter to these guys. So Collins founded BioLogos in, 27, in, in 2007 to create bridges between scientists and Christians. Listen, one of the reasons I love my friend Ken Ham so much in the ministry of Answers in Genesis is because he boldly steps out and says the Bible and science are actually not incompatible. They're not incompatible. And people like Francis Collins are like, well, I just don't know the Bible. You know, the little it's a little janky. So let's 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 found you know biologos, and then you know the theistic evolutionists can come together, and we'll start talking to you guys about pandemics, and we're going to start talking to you about evolution. So we, when they released this thing called Love Your Neighbor, Get the Shot in late August of 2020, which disgusted me up one side and down the other, the signatories on this thing included Philip Yancey, Lisa Harper, VeggieTales creator Phil Vischer, who's, I mean, we could do a whole show on that, uh, the CEO of Christianity Today, which I have no respect for that magazine at all, as you guys well know. All of these people promised to, quote, actively promote accurate scientific and public health information from trustworthy consensus sources. So when Father Fauci, the nation's leading infectious disease expert and also in the pocket of Biologos and the NIH, told us what scientists had learned about the infectious disease, the Christian intelligentsia exhorted their followers to listen to him. Who should not be listened to, though? Well, of course, the scientists who are outside of this so-called consensus, the ones who are only providing one person's theory on YouTube. In other words, you're a conspiracy theorist. You're an idiot if you don't side with the theistic evolutionists. You're an idiot if you don't side with Dr. Francis Collins and hello, hello the editor-in-chief of a Christianity Today magazine. And so basically what they did was they took the church and they weaponized it against God's people. Bhattacharya, of course, hardly the only Christian physician who weathered reputational damage, due in part to these Christian leaders who warned their flocks to stay away from them, calling them conspiracy theorists. You guys have heard The doctors that I have had on my show over the last several years who have lost their jobs, have been widely criticized, followed by government officials, and it turns out they were right.
1: It's devastating that we have this
0: kind of lack of discernment inside the church that, that really pushed God's people into doing things that kind of, you know, at least on some level, a lot of a lot of them were like, I just don't know. I don't feel good about this. I I don't have peace about it. And I want to I want to warn you guys, because the church is not
1: above. Spiritual manipulation,
0: spiritual abuse. And if you read some of these articles out on uh, and I'll link back to a couple there's I mean, there's there's several of them now talking about how the Biden administration coerced really well-known spiritual leaders to get behind the mandates and the vaccines because they just knew if they could get the church, and I've been telling you guys forever, I I believe they're right about that. If we could get the church, for example, to participate in our democracy, who who would get out and vote, we would change the face of the nation. People at the NIH know this. The people at BioLogos know this. The Biden administration knows this, which is why they targeted Christian leaders who had very little discernment to try to coerce their people into getting the shot, into wearing a mask, into staying home, into social distancing, into watching their neighbors descend into darkness while we, the church, stood silent. But Acharya is bewildered, of course, by all of this. As for the church leaders who signed the Biologos statement, and platformed Collins to suggest that taking sides in an unfolding scientific debate was a Christian duty but Acharya is bewildered that they ever could have thought it was a responsible decision he said and I quote it's one thing to have a public health campaign to let people know how to get vaccinated but to tie that to moral behavior to say if you don't get a ba- get vaccinated you're a bad guy you're sinning i mean that's that's dangerous. And I say this to you because I'm hearing like many of you are, the conversations happen again. I've had church uh, leaders write in to me, hey, we're we're talking again about what we should do when the mask mandates come back. And we see now because
1: it's plain to see, Dr. Francis Collins. The NIH, Fauci,
0: Biologos, how these people basically conspired against anyone who had a different train of thought, or maybe their spirit was troubled, or maybe they just didn't want to participate in vaccine that had not yet gone through enough clinical trials, which now we've discovered is injuring tens upon tens upon tens of thousands of people. And so I want us to be very, very careful because the government, absolutely, the Biden administration in cahoots with church leaders to propel us into this age of fear. And we've got to come at it from a different perspective. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. The soundness of mind, friends, comes from God. It comes from the Lord. Discernment comes from the Lord. Wisdom comes from God. The Bible teaches us in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. In fact, we're studying this in my revelation study this week, that the natural person, in other words, the person who doesn't have the Holy Spirit inside of them, doesn't accept the things of the Spirit of God because they're foolishness to him, they're folly to him. For he is not able to understand them. Why? Because they are spiritually discerned. We need to listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit, to not live by fear. We don't want to be foolish, but we want to test everything. 1 Thessalonians 5, 21, test everything, hold fast to what is good. And when you recognize that there are people in leadership who are being less than honest with you, when you recognize that there are people in high places, right? I mean, I think it's pretty funny that my friend Seth Gruber calls it Big Eva, right? Big evangelical. We know we got big pharma. We got big government. Turns out we got big Eva. Go back to the Bible. The truth is peaceable. And we know that there are men and women who are, uh, I mean, money is an amazing thing. The allure of it, the promise of money or the promise of fame or the promise of, uh, notoriety or congratulatory remarks by people in high places. And I don't know which direction we're going to go as a country. I don't know if these mandates are going to come back. I'm just telling you. The voices that we have listened to have lied to us. And they're not just outside the church. They're also inside it. And we need discernment. We need it as Christians. We need it as we evaluate things that other men and women of Christ or who claim the name of Christ are saying. And we need to read our Bibles. I was driving into into From the Planet the other day with my daughter. And we are reading through the book of John. So we're reading through the book of John in the car. So she's reading to me. And it was so encouraging for me to
1: hear her asking questions about what she was reading and the simple
0: faith of a child to be able to read the word of God with an open heart and a, and a a mind that desires to be renewed by the power of God. That's how we come out on the other side of this. Psalm 119, 125. I am your servant. Lord, give me understanding that I may know your testimonies. Colossians 2, verse 8, the Apostle Paul saying, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Men and women, God wants to help you in every aspect of your life, whether it's choosing curriculum for your child, or choosing whether or not you're going to get a vaccine, or choosing which doctor, or choosing which church, or understanding the Word of God. He'll help you. That's the job of the Holy Spirit. So come to him today. Ask him for wisdom. The Bible says in James that God gives us wisdom when we ask him for it. And so I'm going to link back to this article at The Daily Wire. I hope you guys will read it. Because I I really do see this as spiritual abuse. To use the church to manipulate people is wrong on a 100 levels. And we can never let that happen Again, and certainly I want my kids to be aware of it. So if they try it again, my young children, my young adult kids have the wisdom and discernment that they need to navigate whatever is ahead. I appreciate you guys listening. Don't forget, we are just starting the Revelation study. I'm gonna actually be teaching that on film and we're gonna be re- releasing, releasing it so you can watch it with your churches or whatever. If you are a part of the Faith That Speaks community, You can uh, join me and I will just be uh, doing a kind of teaching, a lighter version of teaching on Zoom. I do that once a week. And then I'm gonna be doing the full series recording here on Monday nights, starting the last Monday in September. If you're in the area and you wanna come sit in on that live audience, we'd love to have you do that as we study the book of Revelation together. And you can sign up for that at faiththatspeaks.com or momstronginternational.com. Sign up for the Revelation Bible study. Again, it is called People Get lots of really good things going on we love you guys thank you so much for listening check the show notes today I'll link back to those articles they're really important to read and I'll see you right back here again at the intersection of faith and culture